right, welcome back to Victory Drive Podcast here. Um, today we have a special guest in here. Um, it's going to be a remote podcast, uh, but we got Joe Merchant on the line. He's a buddy of mine that I met when we were out doing the working class boner shoot. And like me, he also got drawn to do Hunt Wars, and we were on the same season together. So let me introduce Joe Merchant. How you doing, buddy? Hey, not too bad, Jacob. How about yourself? Pretty damn good. Um, pretty good. Just getting shit set up here. But, uh, yeah. So let's start with, um, who you are, your background a little bit. Like I said, leading up to you a little bit, like we met, um, at the WCB shoe. What was that two years ago now? Yeah. I think it's a couple of years ago. Yeah. So, um, yep. yeah. So just let's know who you are, like your kind of your background, like where you're from and what you do and all that. Yep. I'm uh, Joe Merchant. I'm from Franklin, Indiana. I originally grew up in Edinburgh, which is just about 20 miles south here of Franklin. Uh, I currently live in Franklin. I hunt out of Franklin. <clears throat> I've got some lease property that I hunt here in Indiana. I do also do public land that's here in Indiana. I go down to Kentucky and Tennessee and also do some public land hunting down there. Uh, I've been bow hunting now since about uh, 2012, 2011, somewhere around in there is when I picked up bow hunting at I'd done the you know same old thing. Grew up with gun hunting and done shotguns and everything else that were right here in Indiana because that's all you could use until they switched over to the rifle seasons. Uh, but yeah, I used a uh, shotgun there for a long time. And then a buddy of mine said, "Hey man, you ought to try bow hunting." And I picked up a bow and never looked back since. Uh, I love it. Absolutely fell in love with it. It's just. It's a lot more intimate. It's a lot more romantic. Uh, it's just you get closer to the animal, and you got to be that much more precise with everything. And I, I definitely like that about it. Uh, it's easy to poke one out at 100, 150 yards with a shotgun, you know, and drop it. But you know, getting yeah. that close range with a bow and and everything else, man, I just I, I really fell in love with it, and, and uh, yeah, I just love it. Awesome, awesome. So, um, so. We met at the working class bow hunter shoot, and I've only been bow hunting for uh, about three years. But uh, I've, I, like you said too, I grew up hunting and um, doing the gun thing and everything else. And bow hunting is a lot of fun. But um, so just to talk a little bit more, because working class bow hunter, they're, they're trying to, they're we're expanding the brand a little bit, and I'm taking up a lot of the the rifle stuff, like the gun stuff. Um, yeah. And that was so obviously we. We all love, like, we love bow hunting, and it's a blast, yeah. right? Um, but yep. you grew up, you said it was shotgun hunting back in Indiana yep. back then? Yep. When did, when did yep. that change into, into, yeah, when did that change to rifle? Uh, that changed, I think it was about five, six years ago. They opened it up to, to rifle cartridges, straight wall cartridges, and you can hunt with uh, some of those calibers on public land. Uh, but pretty much if you have private land, you can almost use just about anything you want to. Oh, so you can use center fires during, in India during yep. deer, se- deer season yep. as long as it's on private? Yep, yep. Oh, yep. weird. Three, 300 wind mags, uh, 30-06s. <laughs> you know, they use the big boys some, on some of those private lands. No shit. Yep. That's yep. crazy. Yeah, in Iowa, we just um, passed the straight walled cartridge thing, I don't know, what, like three or four years ago, I think. Um, which that's been doing pretty well. I think a lot of people really like that. But the straight wall cartridges yeah. and the shotgun, like the old slug guns, that's what we grew up doing. <laughs> but uh, 
the man, there's so much more accurate. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can reach out and touch one. I mean, mm-hmm. my wife killed, killed one of her bucks there a couple of years ago with a 30 out six, you know, 110 yards and boy dropped it like a sack of taters, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, it's kind of, it's kind of nice sometimes. To, uh, cause yeah. I, I still, I'm not gonna lie. Like obviously bow hunting is fucking awesome. It's a lot. It's a blast. Oh, yeah. like, the thing about bow hunting that's interesting is cause it's like, man, I don't know. I'm going to say like 90, 90% of the time it's, you're sitting there and it's kind of boring, yep. you know, but then yep. when you get that deer that walks out that you want to shoot, he comes out, man, you get fucking so riled up. <laughs> you're just sitting there waiting so bored. And then it finally Shoot, happens. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Yep. But it is nice to honestly get out sometimes during the gun season and kind of equal, oh, the, equal the playing field a little bit. <laughs> oh, especially after you've been out there for a month chasing them and you're like, man, if I had a gun, just, you just wait. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're just coming. You just wait. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, so what is the deer season structured like in Indiana? When does your bow season start and then leading into gun season? Yeah. So, uh, well, real time bow season opens up tomorrow, which is October 1st. Um, so, I mean, we got bow season all the way from October 1st to like January 13th, 14th, somewhere around in there. And you can hunt your bow all the way. I mean, all through that. Oh, really? Uh, even yeah, even during gun season and everything else, they don't restrict you to, to just a gun or just a bow or anything. You can literally pick up your bow October 1st and hunt with it every day until January 14th. Oh, that's fucking pretty sick. Iowa cuts yeah, you off. Yeah. Yep. You know, Indiana's a little bit different the way they do. And then, you know, they adopted the crossbow thing, and now the crossbow's illegal, and you can use the crossbow all the way up, all the way until January 14th. Also, crossbows are legal during archery season? Yep. Oh, yep. Shit. How do you feel about that? I uh, know. Uh, I'm not a big crossbow guy. Yeah. When they first became legal, you know, I jumped on the bandwagon, went out, bought one. I was like, oh, man, these are cool. These are cool. And then, you know, the more I kept thinking about it, I was like, they're just like a freaking gun, man. So, like, what's what's the point? So, yeah, the... you know, I, I it's been in the closet ever since until I got my wife involved in it, which, you know, she started out with crossbow when she killed her first doe with it. Even she was like, well, that was cool and all, but you know, I think I'd rather use a, a regular bow. Can you teach me how to use that? And I was like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Like, with crossbows, they – I hate to be a hater, you know, yeah. but I I, yeah. I really think that those – they should be limited to, uh, you know, disabled and, you know, yep. people that can't pull back their bow anymore. And they want to get out and say they – you know, obviously you hear that on, in, on Facebook and – social media and stuff whenever this conversation gets brought up and people are like oh what the fuck you just expect me not to go out hunting i've been archery hunting for you know 50 years yeah it's like no i don't want that like obviously when you can't pull back a bow anymore then it is very nice to have a crossbow and i think it is nice for the youth too to get them out and doing their thing but man having it just open to everyone throughout all of archery season kind of i don't know i completely agree man it's just there's a there's a place for them, and I think that that place needs to be found. I don't think it's during archery season, at least the entire archery season. I mean, shoot, open it up for a couple of weeks at least, you know, and then then shut it back down. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, in Iowa, we have during archery season in October. I can't remember the exact dates, but we have what's called early muzzleloader season, and yep. that's in the middle of I think it's right in the middle of October, and that's pretty sick. Like that'd be cool for oh, yeah. crossbow hunters and shit to get out there and do their thing during. Yeah. You know, when it's early and it's a little bit warmer, you don't have to sit there yep. and suffer through the late season or whatever else. So that'd be that'd be great. I just don't know about having it open the entire time. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I think I think Indiana really dropped the ball on that when when they mm-hmm. opened it up for that long. Have you guys seen like a change in like I don't know, like this is all anecdotal. You're not a biologist by any means, but have you guys seen like a a drop or anything? Yeah, I mean, we used to have pretty high quotas on each of our counties that we had. And steadily over the years since, and I mean, it's not just since they opened up crossbow. I mean, you know, obviously with the rifle cartridges and everything else, even those have gotten, you know, the quotas have gotten dropped down quite a bit since, you know, I started hunting back in the day when, you know, shoot, you could go to some counties and shoot eight or 10 bonus antlerless deer, you know what I mean? And now, yeah, now most of the counties are like two. I think the two's the, the top ones here in Indiana. So you can only get two extra bonus antlerless deer. Really? Yeah. And Indiana's a one buck state, so you know, you get your one buck and you're done. Oh, it's a one buck state. Yep. So when you're when you're out bow hunting and you said so it transitions into gun season, do you use that same tag for like, can you just be bow hunting then gun season rolls around and you just grab a gun and hunt during gun season with that same tag? Yeah, we've got like this uh it's called the bundle the bundle tags and it's uh it's one buck and two does is what you get with this bundle and it's like they raised it last year this year was the first year they raised it but it's like 93 dollars for a resident and you get two does and a buck and you can use those three tags throughout the entire seasons no shit yep then if you if you fill those so if you get your buck right off the rip in october you know obviously you can't get another buck but you still got two doe tags that you can you can fill Mm -hmm. and you can fill those through any season and then if you fill those two, and it depends on what county you go to, then you can get extra deer there. So okay, so the yeah. so the buck tag and the two doe tags, those are uh, statewide. Yep, yep, oh, statewide, nice. season long. No oh, shit. Is it the same for yep. non residents? I don't know if it's the same for non non residents or not. Uh, I think you can still buy the bundle tag. I, I I wouldn't see why you couldn't. Okay, because Indiana is an over the counter tag, right? Yep, for non residents. Yep, yeah. yep, over-the-counter. You can come hunt the Dustin Huff buck for over-the-counter. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana's yeah. kind of – it's a it's a cool state. I've never been there, but, um, man, there's some fucking mondos getting pulled out of Indiana. It's a sleeper state. Hush, yeah, dude. Hush up. Well, yeah, it's, keep, it's going to keep, keep sleeping. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, that's cool, man. That's awesome. Um, yeah, we've we, we got some good ground around here. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Dustin Huff, obviously, he's making that state famous right now. So, <laughs> yeah. man, he's no a cool kidding. guy. He's a good dude. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely he is. Met him at the uh, the Illinois Deer and Beer Fest. He went and played there, played a concert with uh, oh, yeah. Cody yeah, Christian that's right. shit. Yeah, that was fucking yeah. sweet. He's a oh, super, man. super nice dude. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I missed that one. Yeah, you, you should be. It was, yeah. it was badass, dude. It was super fun. <laughs> Next year's going to be cool, too, though. Uh, shit, yeah, I have to make oh, yeah. a plan for next year then. Yeah. So uh, do you get out during gun season at all ever, or are you just strictly bow hunting now? No, we do. Uh, we, we gun hunt still. You know, like I said, I've got a couple of lease properties that we, we lease on, and, you know, I've got uh, some guys that I go with, and we all, you know, still gun hunt. You know, once the season opens up, you know, it's like time, time to put away the sticking strings and bring out the, the bang sticks. Yeah. And, uh get the job done if we haven't already got it done in in the freezer you know what i mean yep now is party hunting legal in indiana it's not it's not you cannot no you cannot party hunt so i can't can't fill your tag or you can't fill my tag man that's one that's one thing in iowa 
I fucking love Iowa. It's a great state, but that's one one thing, like the party hunting thing. I don't <laughs> yeah. know, man. I, d- I mean, I've done it my whole life. You know, we, we'd go yep. out to big parties and, you know, push deer and shit. And it was, it was fun, but, man, that shit got reckless real fast. Yeah, I'll bet. You get, I'll you, bet. You get a big group of guys in there running around the woods pushing deer with shotguns and stuff. It gets pretty – if you're not with the right people, it can get pretty fucking sketchy. Yeah, you got to definitely trust the guys that you're with. Yeah, absolutely. That was the first time I ever got shot at was during shotgun season, <laughs> let alone – so going to Afghanistan was a little bit different because they're actually trying to shoot you, but, man, it wasn't the first yeah, time. No, you know? <laughs> geez, yeah, no kidding, right? But yeah, that's one thing, man. The the party hunting is a weird thing that I don't really necessarily, and that's you. That'd be really hard to do with center fires. Like you were going yes. out there with three hundred wind mags and shit, and just fucking laying the dick down. That'd be kind of. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that'd be that's just asking for people to yeah, die. Yeah, man, you're yeah, you're asking for trouble on that one for sure. Because you guys just mostly just kind of keep going throughout both. Like basically, you hunt your deer during rifle season just like you are with the boat you're still sitting in the stands and waiting and shit right yep yeah you yep. Yep. have the longer range you're not out there yep. pu- like pushing deer no, no no most most guys and and they've got really gotten away from the most guys i know anyway have gotten away from pushing the deer and and the uh drives and all that kind of good stuff it's just basically now just going out and getting your tree stand or getting getting a blind and set up and you know you pretty much got your food plots and everything else that you're hunting over so yep and that's one thing that's one thing with iowa too like i've talked to a bunch of guys and like man it, whenever the the center fire rifle thing gets brought up people just fucking lose their shit like they're yeah. you know it's like holy fuck but um it gets brought up probably every season i think around here and they yep. and actually iowa just introduced uh late late january um antlerless deer season and that's open. Yep. To, and that's open to center fires. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's a special deer season for antlers only in Iowa that you can use anything from uh, I think it's two two three up and bigger. Um, but that's only yeah. Like I said, that's after that's after all the seasons are ended. I think it picks up like January, whenever late season ends in Iowa. I think it's January tenth or something like that. Then it picks okay, up. Okay. Yeah, I got you. But it's only for the counties that have extra doe tags. Yeah. Yep. Well, see, you know, I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, if you're trying to get some deer meat and fill the freezer and everything else, that's a good chance to get out there and kind of even the playing field and yeah, maybe put some meat in the freezer for the winter. And... Oh yeah, I think it's great. It's one of those one of those things too. Like it's super late, so it's gonna be super cold. But man, yeah, being able to get a that's another just another opportunity to get like a kid out there doing it because yeah, I mean, let's face it, like a, a two two three is. You can take a deer down pretty pretty well with a two two three and it doesn't kick worth a shit. Yep. Like there's absolutely. like no kick. Or a six five creed, like that's like those things have like no kick to them. Yeah. It's a little bit I mean, I'm a bigger man and I've shot them quite a bit. That's actually what I took out in Hunt Wars during my antelope hunt. Um Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But man, they don't they don't really kick much at all. So that's just yeah. another another thing to get the kids out there, I think, too. Absolutely. And other people. Absolutely. But no, I think it's a good thing. A lot of people kind of threw a fit about it, but it's like, man, because like, well, what, you know, slippery slope kind of thing. They're like, oh, what's going to happen next? We're going to have a rifle season in Iowa. And honestly, yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to it because just like what you were talking about in Indiana, because when you guys were hunting with slug guns, were you guys pushing deer then? Uh, you know, some guys did. Uh, I, I never did. I never did the push thing. I never did, you know, the walking through the woods and and pushing them to other guys or anything like that. But I I do know guys that have done it before. 
and it was mostly with the shotguns. I mean, nobody wanted to use a rifle or cartridge with that simply because of the safety concerns and everything like that. So, right. But yeah, I mean, with the shotguns, you know, that slug's only going out for about a hundred yards. And then after that, it's dropping off really quick. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's fucking really dropping off. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's the thing. Cause it's legal in Indiana, right? Like it's, it's legal to push deer, right? Yep. Yep, yeah, you can you, you can do that still. Yep. See, that's the thing with Iowa that I think is if if they did make a rifle, so just had the gun season and just got rid of first and second season shotgun and just made it, you know, rifle season. Yep. I think it would eliminate a lot of that pushing. I think people because yep. pushing like pushing deer is honestly pretty big. <clears throat> a pretty, it's a a lot of people do it around here, especially up where I'm at. A lot of yep. people push deer, but up where I'm at too, it's pretty much all ag ground. They just want they want a lot of deer dead. So yep. they're just trying to get them off. So they um, <laughs> avoid crop damage and shit. But, uh, I think it would stop a lot of that pushing. I think I so. Think. Yeah, I think so. Cause most of your hunters, you know, I mean, they, they realize there's a safety concern with it and nobody wants to get hurt. Nobody wants to shoot anybody. So, you know, using, using a straight wall cartridge or anything like that, you have a greater chance of, you know, somebody's going to get hurt or some, mm-hmm. somebody somewhere is going to get hurt. You know, with shotgun, it's a lot more safer if you're going to do it. That's that's what I would highly recommend is yep. doing it with shotgun. Yep. Yeah, and I, I I love my shotgun. I love my I love shotgun season. Like my old Mossberg 500 is the first gun I ever got. My dad bought it for me when I was like 12 or 13. I think. Yep. I think I was 12 when I got when I got it, and I shot my first deer with it when I was 13. Yep. But yep. Man. I got the old Remington 870. Yep. Yep. I went out last year and shot two does with it. It's fucking man. It's it's just fun. Yep, brings back memories. Oh yeah, yep. What is <laughs> what, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, um, going to rifle rifle hunting would be. I think it'd be. I don't know. I'm not a big doom and gloom guy. If they if they make it legal, if the DNR and the legislators they all make it legal, then I like to have confidence in my wildlife biologists and stuff around here where they're doing it for a reason. You know, yeah. Oh yeah. And CWD is getting bigger. It's starting to leak into Iowa a little bit more. I don't know if you guys have it up in Indiana or not. Yeah, we do. We, we have, uh, it's not as prominent. Uh, last year we got, I think it was last year or the year before last, we got hit with EHD pretty bad. Yep. Uh, a lot, a lot of deer. I've heard a couple of cases of that already this year. Uh, David Brooks, my uh, buddy that actually took the hunt wars with, he, he was talking to me the other day about, he went to his property and found like eight deer dead on his property because of EHD. Shit. And I was like, damn, dude, I was like, that's, that's kind of devastating. He's like, yeah, he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Fuck, that sucks. So, that, that, I know, right? EHD, EHD has been around in Iowa a lot. We have a pretty health, like a pretty big deer herd. And I think EHD is just one of those things that it kind of sweeps through every once in a while. And yeah. I, there's always places and spots in Iowa that get hit with EHD. It's not like super widespread. It's mostly down. A lot of it happens down in southern Iowa, where the honestly the majority of our deer herd is at. Um, but that kind of happens. Yeah, it happens quite a bit. I want to say almost every year. There's someone talking about EHD no hitting their farms and stuff. Yeah, but CWD is a little bit different because that's you know the way yep. that's contracted is completely different than EHD. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. It's a lot harder yep. to get a grip. Get a grip on. Yep. And that's starting to leak into Iowa. I blame all those fuckers in Wisconsin. But 
that's kind of, yeah. that's kind of like the CWD Mecca is Wisconsin area. Yeah. And then yep. it leaked into Minnesota and then I knew it's only a matter of time before it comes out and hits us in Iowa. But man, that's yep. a, that's a scary one. But yeah, that's one of those things where trying to level out the deer herd a little bit. So it's less impactful is what a lot of the biologists say and shit, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Man. I don't know. Yeah, because they contradict it. I mean, I mean, they contract it, not contradict it. They contract it through the licks and everything else where it's mm-hmm. you know, contact with each other and whatever they're eating and everything else. That's how they spread it. So, yep. And on the flip. I mean, I get. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I get it. You know, you, the biologists got to do what they got to do and everything else. But, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a bad thing. Yeah, it fucking. It sucks. But it's there's also another theory that I've heard some people say. I don't know if they're just you know, dumb rednecks are just like, well, you need this, but a lot of, some people are saying, you know, we need bigger, more deer in order to have continue on. You know what I mean? Like why, yeah. why extract more deer from a population that's getting hit with CWD? That's a, another yep. theory that people say, I don't know. The biologists say to thin the herd a little bit and then let it rebuild once it's under control. But I don't know. Minnesota, yep. like Southern South, Eastern Minnesota and um, Wisconsin and stuff, they got, they've got they gotten, they kind of kind of fucked up by CWD. Yeah, it got hit pretty bad with it, huh? Yeah, they do. Yep. But anyways. Um, yeah, look, oh, sorry. Luckily, it's not too bad here in Indiana, so. Yeah, no. Hopefully it good. stays that way. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're, we're both on season two of Hunt Wars. Yes. So we got drawn on the same season. That was pretty fucking we, sick. Yeah, we did. That was that was quite the experience. Yeah, dude. I don't know about your household, but when my name came up, my whole house fucking just blew up. <laughs> it was insane. So it's it's kind of funny. I was I was sitting on the couch and I was actually watching it on my phone and the drawing, and they drew my name and I was like, no way, that wasn't my my name. And I had to go go back a little bit, you know, rewind it, and I was like, oh shit, yeah, that's that's me. So I quickly ran in. My wife was Lisa. She was in. Uh, the bedroom folding laundry and I, I come running in there and go, babe, babe, you're never going to guess what. I was like, I got drawn for this show. It's called hunt wars. She goes, Oh my God, babe, that's so freaking awesome. And then she stopped and looked at me. And she goes, what's hunt wars. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you didn't even tell her that you, that you entered. I didn't even tell her. I completely forgot when I entered to even tell her that I bought a, a ticket to even be entered into the show. Dude, that's fucking, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, she was like, that's freaking awesome. What is Hunt Wars? That's hilarious. <laughs> so I told her all about it, and she's like, oh, my God, is this for real? Dude, that, I was like, yeah. It's... The thing with you, though, is, like, your name isn't super common. Like, Joe Merch, like, Joe's common, sure, but Merchant, like, that's a, that's a fairly unique name. Yeah, yeah. When my name came across, Jacob Johnson, like, how many fucking <laughs> Jacob Johnsons are there out there, you know? Yeah, no kidding, right? There's a lot. So when I, my name came across, it's like, okay, Jacob Johnson. I'm like, oh, shit, that, fuck, that's me. This is awesome. <laughs> and I started thinking, like, wait a second. There's a is lot really of... Is it really me? Yeah. Is, <laughs> is it really me or is it another Jacob Johnson? Like, yeah. That would fucking suck to get my hopes all up and I'm ready to go. Oh, then like, oh, shit, the, the, it's the wrong Jacob Johnson. Like, yeah. We picked two Jacob... Wait... There's two that entered. Yeah, you keep waiting by the phone. Man, are they going to call me or what? Yeah, dude, I, I was. <laughs> I waited. I waited that whole night, and I slept. Yeah. And I was like, "Man, I need to know." So then the next day at work, I messaged uh, just the Hunt Wars Instagram. I was like, "Hey guys, just 
I just need to know. Like Jacob Johnson is a pretty <laughs> common name. Is it me or is yeah. there another one? <laughs> and they're, oh, they're like, shit, oh no, yeah. it's you, man. We'll contact you in a little bit, in, um, a little bit later today to go over some details and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, nice. that's freaking awesome. Then I started getting really excited. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, no, that was fucking cool. So you, because you went on uh, the rifle mule deer hunt, right? I did. I went on the rifle mule deer hunt. There yep. season two. Ain't that fucking funny? The two guys that were like that we we at least I I entered because of working class bow hunter. Yeah, I was the same yeah. way. I I had never heard of Hunt Wars before until I listened to the Hunt Wars episode on, on working class bow hunter, and I was like, ah, you know, fuck it, why not? It's hundred bucks. I'll I'll put it in. I spent a hundred dollars on way stupider shit, so might as well at least try. Yeah, no shit. That, and, yeah, it's funny that you said that's exactly what my wife said to me when I asked her if I should enter or not. <laughs> she said, we spent a hundred bucks on way dumber shit. <laughs> exactly right so i was like what what the hell why not you might as well see what happens <laughs> exactly and of course my wife's always like oh anything you enter you always win you're so lucky and i was like well that's like i didn't even plan on winning this one i was like it was just kind of a dumb thing that i heard on working class bow hunters so i was like well i might as well enter yep can't win if you don't enter so that's right yeah you definitely can't win if you don't play <laughs> yeah exactly right <laughs> that's what i say you know i always think about winning the powerball like, that <laughs> yeah. Then I think I'm like, fuck, I never buy, I never buy Powerball tickets. So I know, right? I'll never win it. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, with Hunt Wars is a pretty, pretty cool ass experience. But I just thought it was funny that we both heard about them from the Word Class Bowhunter podcast. And then they're yep. like, yeah, you guys can definitely go out rifle hunting. I know, right? I'm like, oh, sick. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't get yeah, it wrong. I think when- it was a fucking blast, but. Oh, that's absolutely. Just, that's just funny. <laughs> it was, that was the, the mule deer was actually my number two pick. My number one pick was the elk. You know, I really wanted to go on a bow hunt elk, but you know, it is what it is. Dude, that was it was exactly a hunt of what, a lifetime. So yeah, absolutely. Cause that's the thing with hunting wars. When you do the um, interview with them after they verify you and do their little check, make sure you're not a douchebag. Um, they ask you like, what's, what are your picks? Like what, yep. what would be your ranking from these hunts? And yep. I, was in, I was the exact same boat as you. I was like elk, mule deer, anything else? Yep. Absolutely. So, That's pretty much what I said. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, I'm not gonna lie. Pronghorn for me was not really, it was, it was third actually. Yeah. I'd say it was probably third. Cause what was there? Elk, pronghorn, mule deer, then oh, then whitetail and then duck hunt, right? Yep, that's what they yep. did for season two. Yep. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, like I I fucking love going out there and waterfowl hunting, but that's not something that I wanted to do on the show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I said the same thing. I was like, you know, if I get picked for it, that's awesome because again, it's it's probably going to be a hunt of a lifetime, and they really do it up for you and take care of everything. So. I mean, I was going to be happy with whatever I got, but I was like, oh, man, I really don't want to do the duck hunt. <laughs> yeah. I love duck hunting. I love goose hunting. Oh, yeah. But it's one of those things, like, I'm glad that I have, uh, well, basically two weeks of waterfowl hunting before deer season, I before I really start getting into deer season. Because otherwise, yeah. if if they if they were the same exact time frame, like, if duck and goose season opened up in Iowa in November, I would never be doing it. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, but no, it's it. It was a it was a cool that's a cool thing. Um, but yeah, so rifle mule deer. Did you have a since rifle season's loud in India? You already had a rifle ready to go, right? 
Well, I did. It was kind of a funny story. I had a, a hand-me-down rifle that uh, my father-in-law had gave me, and it was a 300 Win Mag, and it was a Savage, and I was like, man, this thing's going to be great. He's taking it out elk hunting before, and it's like, you know, when he gave it to me, he's like, man, I've killed, you know, probably half a dozen elk with this thing. It, it takes him out for about 600 yards, and I was happy to have the gun. I've shot it before, went outside it in, all that kind of good stuff. Well, I needed a better scope for it, and what happened was is one of the bolts had ripped or, uh, like, stripped out inside of the, the rings inside. Oh, no shit. And I couldn't, yeah, and I couldn't replace the scope mount on it to get one of the, the Leupold scopes that they were going to send to me. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't I couldn't find a gunsmith to get it done quick enough to, to do it, so I actually just went out and bought another one. You know, oh, kinda, okay. Yeah, I kind of, like, hey, wifey, you know, I've yeah. got to buy another gun. <laughs> she goes, oh, really? <laughs> So what, she was she was very supportive. Oh, you yeah. know, I got to say that about her. She was she was like, yeah, that's what you need, and yeah, absolutely, go get one. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes. That's the exact same with my wife too, because I didn't. We don't have we didn't have a hunting rifle because you can't use them in Iowa. Yep, gotcha. So, so I had they they assigned me the prong rifle pronghorn, and that's the first <laughs> hunting to shoot. So they let us know. They let me know in uh, when what did they call? Was it like early July or late June? Like that time frame? Yeah, I think it was yeah, I think it was like late June, like early July, right yeah. in there somewhere. Right in that time frame. And yeah. then we were supposed to be in New Mexico in August. So yeah, I'm, so you I'm like much time. I'm like, fuck, dude. I need a I need a I need a rifle. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> I went out to yeah, Fleet you have to Farm. Get your ass in gear. Yeah, I went out to Fleet Farm and the first thing I did, because it was also during like the whole uh ammo shortage shit that was going it's still yep. kinda going on. But like, there's like no ammo on the shelves. Oh, dude! So I tell went, me about. It. I ran yeah. in the same thing. Oh, dude, it sucked. But I went to Fleet Farm and I went straight to the ammo and I was like, okay, what's the, the what's there the most of? And there's is six five Creedmoor. So I was like, okay, that'll kill on yeah, that'll kill pronghorn for sure. Oh yeah. So I went and I found uh, I ended up getting a Ruger American because I'm like, well, I don't want to spend because my wife was very supportive too and she's like, how much do you think it's gonna cost? You know, I'm like, I don't know. I'm trying to be nice. I'm like, oh, probably like a couple hundred bucks or so. Yeah, you know? no kidding, right? <laughs> so I didn't want to go out and, you know, spend a grand on a gun and yep. on a rifle when we weren't really ready for it. It's stuff that you usually want to save up for. But, uh, yep, exactly. You know, so I just went to Fleet Farm. I got a Ruger American, and that was like, I think they had it listed for like 530 bucks. But they price matched it in Fleet Farm, so I brought them a, a listing that someone else was selling it for. Um, four hundred ninety nine dollars, and they yeah. I made him price match me like the twenty extra bucks. <laughs> Shit, yeah, man, guess save money where you can get it. That's right. So I ended up getting a Ruger American, and then yeah, and then I ended up getting the Leupold scope. I think it's a V uh, V three X. Yep, yep, yep. I think it's same one I got. Same one you got. Okay. Yep. So what'd you end up buying? Like, what's your setup? What was your setup like for Hunt Wars? Yep, I went with the uh, Savage, the same same kind, just newer model. Uh, the the Savage uh, 300 Win Mag there, it was a uh, it was a monster. It's got the twisted barrel and the twisted uh, receiver on it, and no, I mean it's just a yeah, it's a beautiful gun. I mean it's something that I'll I'll have forever. And you know it's like I told my wife, this is not the one and only time that I'm going out west hunting. So this gun will mm-hmm. serve me well for years and years and years to come. So yeah. yep, yeah, absolutely. And those Savages. Those are nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good investment. Now Savage picked up the sponsorship for season three. 
So now the guys that are hunting, yeah, actually get a gun. I was like, damn it, are you kidding me? I know, dude. I fucking talked to Britt about it. I was like, are you shitting me? Like when they announced, I was like, you gotta be shitting me right now. He's like, yeah. Because it was funny because when we were in camp, um, because season one got their stuff, and then you know season two we got some little bit different stuff like for winning or drawing and all that stuff, and uh some of the season one guys were messaging Troy, like, what the hell? Like, can I get some of that shit too? Like, no, dude. <laughs> yeah. like you were on season one. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, then I, your season. Sorry. Yeah. So they're telling me about that. And I was like, I have to, I have to say something to them. So like, you gotta be yeah. kidding me. Like when, when am I getting my savage then? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Right. <laughs> and they just laughed. They're such nice. Yeah. They're such nice dudes. Oh, they are, dude. They are so great. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I just want to give a shot. I'm just joking, dude. Like yeah. I don't expect a savage. I know that's season three stuff, but good for them. Yep. That's cool. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a that's a heck of a sponsor to pick up. I yeah. mean, you know, on top of Liverpool, which is freaking awesome. I mean, like top of the line optics. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, then pick up Savage. I mean, that's just that's freaking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that prize dude. That when they send all that Liverpool shit, yeah. man. Oh, dude, they, they yeah, I've never had any glass like that. No, me neither. Oh, well, yeah, not was, since not not since I became a civilian again. But yeah, right. Man, that was yeah, a fucking was, cool prize package. Yeah, I, I went from some like Nikon ten by forty twos, and I thought those were freaking great when I spent like two hundred and fifty bucks on those back you know, <laughs> five, six, seven years ago. And then I got these, and I was like, "Holy shit! Are you kidding me?" Yeah, dude, it's awesome. Yeah, I was like, "Dang, it's, these are freaking sweet." I've been a loophole guy because we we rocked loophole shit, and when I was in the army, because uh, loophole has a army contract for optics yep. and stuff. Um, yep. We we didn't use any of the binos or spotters when we were in. We had different stuff for that, but uh, a lot of our scopes were loophole. What were they? Mark sixes or something? Mark fives that we had? Yeah. Anyways, there's you know, I'm kind of used to. It. I was kind of used to it. Like I had, so that was our sniper section. Like I was in a scout sniper platoon. So our sniper yep. section had all the nice loophole shit, and then we had um, an ACOG. I had an ACOG on my M4. Okay. Which, yeah. which Trigicon makes good shit too. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, absolutely. But and it was, you know, we didn't need as a infantryman when I was just a scout, you know, I didn't we didn't need yeah. the the loop old stuff. Like the yeah, he didn't need the top gonna, of the line. Yeah, I'm not gonna put a fucking Mark V on an M4, dude. It's just not <laughs> yeah. that's way overkill. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the loop old hooked it up. They're a fucking great company. Oh dude, they're yeah, they're freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Freaking yeah, awesome. All that stuff. What the fuck? They all send the binos, the twelve by fifty binos. Yep, twelve by fifty binos, the range finder, spotting scope, um, and then I got the scope for the gun. Mm-hmm. And then they hooked us up with you know some apparel and some hats and some a shirt and a sweatshirt and yeah, all kinds of good stuff, man. I mean that was just that was cool. Yeah, that was one thing. I went. Uh... I went out, went to New Mexico, and they sent the loophole hat, and I'm like, okay, they're probably expecting me to wear this orange loophole hat on the show. <laughs> and I put it on, and I'm like, dude, I look like a fucking dork, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I look like an, I look, like those ri- a lot of people like them. They're very popular yeah. hats. Those Richardson type hats, yeah, they look fucking stupid on me. Like I look <laughs> ridiculous. I'm like, I'm not wearing that. So I left that shit at home. And, oh, <laughs> and when I got there, they were like, okay, hey, you know, we're getting ready to go on the hunt and stuff. And I was rocking my WCB hat and stuff. And they're like, hey, where's your uh, loophole hat that we sent you? And I was like, 
I left it at home. Like, what? Why? I'm like, because I look like a fucking dork. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be on TV and look like a dork. Right? Right? Like, like, okay, well, we have a uh, an Onyx hat that we can let you wear. Then I'm like, okay, cool. They threw me this Onyx hat. It's the same fucking hat. Like, it's a Richardson, well, no Richardson type hat. I'm like, shit. So that's <laughs> that's why in the in the show I was wearing it backwards the whole time. Ah, uh, I got you. So like, hey, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, I felt like kind of a tool a little bit wearing it backwards, but that's the only way it d- makes me not look like such a dork. Right. <laughs> I mean, hey, you got to be confident, you know what I mean? So whatever you got to do to do that. Yeah. But I did rock the loophole pullover. Yeah. That that little pullover was perfect for a New Mexico. Yep. It was a little bit chilly, I... but then it warmed up, but it was perfect. Oh, shit, yeah, man. That was another thing when we, we went out to Utah on that, that mule deer hunt, man. We, you know, it's like I've never been to Utah before. I don't know what the hell weather's going to be like. I don't know what the hell anything's going to be like. I've never been mule deer hunting. It was This was all, like, <laughs> foreign to me. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, shit, I don't know. I mean, I know how to shoot a gun and everything like that. But, you know, it's like I've never actually went out and tried to poke something at five, six, seven, eight hundred yards. I mean, that's not something that, that you do here in Indiana. So, you know, call us flatlanders or whatever you want to call us. But, right. you, know, I, you know, I'm used to the shotgun slugs and 100 yards is about your max. If you're reaching out to 120, 130 yards, you're doing something good. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so oh, then yeah. taking this this big-ass gun with this big-ass cartridge and slinging it out there and being <laughs> accurate at, you know, three, four, five, six, seven, eight hundred yards, whatever, is that was foreign to me. So I had to make sure that I shot it a bunch, which, like you said, going – trying to find ammo for these guns was like trying to find a needle in a fucking haystack oh yeah dude oh dude i called probably every every shop here in indiana trying to find 300 wind mag ammo and they're like oh no we're out we don't hardly stock that stuff and i was like oh that's awesome Jeez. so like i know i called troy and i was like hey you guys are out in utah right and he's like yeah i'm like can you guys check out there and it's like there's any 300 wind mag like you guys buy them for me and ship them or you know or hell just keep them till i get out there or whatever and he was like, well, yeah, I can check around for you and see. He never ended up finding anything either out there. And I was like, man, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Finally, I found a local shop that was probably 20 miles from my house. It's called Honey Creek Tackle. And I went down there, and they had, like, five boxes of uh, some ammo. And I was like, I'm buying all five of them. I don't give a shit what they cost. <laughs> I want I, I all five of them. Ended up being like 85 bucks a piece for a box of them. I was like, holy shit. I know that's what I said. I was like, well, I got to do what you got to do. So I went through a whole box just signing in and making sure that I was comfortable with everything and, you know, just getting the feel for the gun and all that kind of good stuff. So, you know, hell, I spent almost $100 just getting the feel for it and, you know, let alone taking some ammo out there with me to, to make sure that I had for when I was hunting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, dude, that story is is weird how how similar our stories are because that exact same <laughs> thing happened to me after I went and bought my gun. I went and bought two boxes because Fleet Farm limited you to two boxes of ammo, yep. so I bought two. There was like I don't know, probably maybe ten of them on the <clears throat> on the shelf. So it was the yep. hor- is the Hornady Precision, Precision Hunter 143 grain 65 Creedmoor that I ended up uh, getting. So I bought two of the boxes. Went home, you know, got it all, started getting it all dialed in and stuff. And I'm, man, I'm fucking super anal about all that shit. Like, I'm really anal yep. about, about sighting in my bow. I'm really anal about sighting in all my guns. And yep. it takes me a little while. Like, <clears throat> I can get it sighted. I can get it 
pretty fucking close pretty quickly. But I like to be very comfortable with that weapon before I Absolutely. take it out run, you know? So Oh yeah. After I went through those two boxes of um two boxes of ammo, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go back to Fleet Farm. They're all gone. Like, they were oh, fucking shit. wiped out. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. So I talked uh-huh. to all the people in Fleet Farm, they're like, Yeah, no, it I don't know, they're gone and we don't know when we're gonna get more. I'm like, you gotta be shitting oh, me. Dude. So same thing. I started calling every box store I could find within Yep within three hours of me and yeah, yeah. no one had any of it. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I'm going to lose my shit. And same exact thing, local gun shop around me. That I probably should have started at. And I know this guy, I've known him for 20 plus years and he has a gun shop here. And I went, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, is Pearson's guns in the Osage area? And I was like, Hey Gary, Six five Creed more. Do you have any? He's like, uh, I don't know. Might have a might have a box or two. And he's like, Oh, that looks like we have a couple boxes of the Hornady Precision Hunter. I'm like, Yo, my God, oh. you are my fucking savior, dude. Shit, <laughs> yeah, man, that's freaking awesome. So it's the same thing. I went there and I was like, How many can I buy? And he's like, Yeah. He's like two. I'm like, Fuck. I'm like, Are you sure? Like, I've known you for a long time, Gary. He's like, All right, you can have three. I'll let you have three. I'm like, All right. So I bought three, and then I shot another boxer another box a box and a half i'm like i gotta save the rest for the show yeah so then i was like but i also want to take a little bit more just in case because i want to get to new mexico and sight back in you know just make sure yep. i'm still dialed in from the travel and all that stuff right yep. so i went and talked to him like gary you have any more he's like dude i'm he's like jake i'm out i don't have any more i'm like you gotta be fucking kidding me. i'm at the shop i'm talking <laughs> oh, to him and when we were talking about it what his uh I guess you could call him his armor or his gunsmith that he has working there. He's like, Oh yeah. Gary, I found some of that six, five Creedmoor in one of your back connexes. And I'm like, Oh, thank God. No <laughs> shit. And Gary's like, you're not supposed to tell people about that. that like, What's in the connex? Like that's my personal stuff. <laughs> like the backwards stuff. But he ended up letting me get a couple more boxes and I ended up going that's out, going out awesome. there with like two and a half boxes. But Man, this is the same exact story. I'm like, fuck, I should have started here in the first place. But, yep. man, I was, yep. I was real nervous about that. <laughs> yep, I was the same way, man. I was like, yeah, I bought this freaking gun, and this is what I plan on doing, and now I can't even buy freaking ammo for it. Like, what the hell? Yep. Yeah, it fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... I, I panicked there for a little while. Yeah, it was, I mean, that's one of those things. It's a once-in-a-lifetime in, once in opportunity you're gonna go know, on this right? show. They're paying for everything, like paying for the tag, paying for the hunt, gave me all this cool shit, and I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna go out there with my hopes and dreams and shoot one. Yeah, right. Are you kidding me? This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it ended up going pretty well because, yeah. And we got out there and did our thing. And um, yep. So what was like with you leading up to it? What was your training like? Were you out there like? Obviously, you said you wanted you were being very stingy with your ammo, but were you able to get out there and really get it dialed in out to three, four, or five hundred yards? I, I did. I found a range that was out in uh, Martinsville. It's just uh, about forty-five minutes away from me that had a uh, four hundred-yard range, and I felt comfortable with that. I was like, you know, if I can get out to four hundred and see where it's dropping and everything else, you know, if I get comfortable with that, then I, I you know, I feel comfortable maybe going out to another couple hundred yards with it, but you know. My plan on going out there, I was like, I am not taking a shot over 600 yards, like, no matter what. I, mm-hmm. You know, it's just, that would be out of my comfort zone, and I don't, I don't want to do that, you know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. So I, fi- I figured if I get a, at least a 400 yards, I'd be, I'd be comfortable with that. And so that's what I did. As I went out there, I don't know, shit. I want to say a dozen times or so just to, just to make sure, you know, go out there after work and, and shoot a couple and just, just make sure I was dialed in make sure that I was still feeling comfortable with it and, you know, taking my targets out there and, and making sure that everything was just dialed in and I was just comfortable with everything is, is what I wanted to make sure because it was a brand new gun. It was a brand new scope. And I just wanted to something I wasn't used to doing. So I just wanted to make sure that, you know, I was, I was, one with the gun, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because just like shooting your bow and getting dialed in for archery season and everything else, like that's a yeah. little, that's a little bit more of an intimate weapon, you know, bow and yep. arrow. But it's the same concept where you really got to spend some time with it. Absolutely, yeah. You you know you get guys that just oh you know well tomorrow's the season I guess I better go out and shoot my bow. Well, that's not not me at all. I'm out there shooting all the time during summer all the time up leading up to the season, you know what I mean? Even at the bow shoot and everything else, you know, I'm always shooting the bow and I wanted to be that intimate with the, the gun that I had, you know, I wanted to feel that if I got it, I found, found that little spot that I like and where I, you know, look down through the scope and make sure the scope was all on and everything else. And just you know, make sure that I was just one with it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, man, it's, you really got to spend time with your weapons. And that's the thing. Um, gun hunters kind of get a bad rap for people that go out there and, you know, they just grab a gun they shoot at, I don't know, like the old, the old school method, they put a pie plate out there at a hundred yards and shoot, you know, three shots. And if you're in the pie plate, then Hey, good enough. Let's go. hunt. (laughs) You know, but those people exist in the, in the bow hunting world too. Like don't get it shit twisted. Those people exist. I know, I know quite a few guys around here that. They dust their bow off a week before season, throw an arrow on there, shoot it at 30 yards, and they're like, yep, good enough. Let's go hunting. Yep. Yep. I'm good. Yep. Yeah. But <laughs> guys like guys like you and me and other people that we associate with, you know, it's like we really want to be intimate with our weapons. And there's a lot of guys out there that in the on the gun hunting side of things because gun hunting definitely has uh, a, a FUD mentality, if you will. Like a lot of, yep. especially, especially bow hunters, they look at gun hunters and they're like, you guys fucking suck. There's a couple memes out there on the internet floating around where it's like, you know, like, oh, you shot your, you shot a deer at 432 yards or something like that. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Impressed. It's like, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Yep. But at the same yep. time, like fucking traditional bow hunters look at compound hunter, compound bow hunters the same way that you look at crossbow hunters or gun hunters. So yeah. It's like, it's one of those a- things. Absolutely. Yeah. You're not going to please everybody in anything you do. So you might as well do what the fuck ever you want, you like and, and what you want to do. So, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's my whole stance on life is like, you know, what? I'm going to do what I want to do. And if, as long as it's legal and ethical, then yep. fuck you. you absolutely. <laughs> that's absolutely right, man. Yeah. It's what you got to do. Yep. If, if you want, if you want the laws changing, you know, do your thing and as a citizen and rally the troops and try to get it changed. Yep. Absolutely. But, and if it changes, I'll adapt to that. Yep. Yep. Because that's another thing too, you know, guys like, like, like us that we're talking about, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what weapon system it is. We're going to find a way to make it work because it's what we'd love to do. Absolutely. So I don't know. That's kind of my little soapbox on bow hunting versus gun hunting. (laughs) You know, I, I grew up, I I grew up a gun hunter and it's like, I don't like it when people put, uh, I guess asterisks on my, 
my kills with a gun. It's like, dude, you can, yeah, you, it can was fucking, legal? you can fucking suck it, it dude. <laughs> that's exactly right, man. You know, it was legal. It was in season. I, that's what I chose to use. And so fuck it. That's yep. what I did. Yep. And like, you don't like it. Just move on, buddy. That's right. And like the hunt wars thing, like I was just as fucking tickled. And that's the thing too. Like with my, my pronghorn hunt, when I went out there, man, I got all, I got my six, five dialed in, um, man, I was pretty damn confident out of 400, <laughs> like, you know, with that Shit, thing, yeah. I was pretty fucking dialed. I was getting my groups, you know, pretty as, as close. I was shooting that Ruger American as good as you can probably shoot a Ruger American. Like my groups at 400 Shit, yeah. were very, very tight. And that's not like a, that's not an expensive gun. It's not a, yeah. it's not a half MOA gun. It's not a three quarters. I think it's a one MOA gun at a hundred yards. So at a hundred, so MOA, like at a hundred yards, you're shooting an inch within an inch. Yeah. Right. Yep. So that's kind of, they don't have a guarantee. Ruger doesn't have a guarantee on their Ruger American rifles. I said, not to my knowledge, but that's about average is one MOA. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was shooting well within that out to four, like even out to 400, I think it was pretty damn close. And yeah. you know, it was funny cause, uh, I ended up shooting my pronghorn at 77 yards. So right. all that, all that getting nervous and shit and getting yeah. like, Oh man, what if I take a shot? Cause they, Hunter Wars has the yard deductions. Yep. They do. Yep. yep. So what, do you remember what they were again? Yeah. The, the gun, I think started at 300. I, I can't remember the point value, but if you shot at 300 and above, that's when it started. The, the points got deducted off of you. Okay, so yeah, so like zero to three hundred was no deductions. Yep. Then three to four hundred would have been, I don't know, fucking like yeah. a point or something. Yeah, like one or two points, and then yeah, then on up from there. Yep, yep. Because that's the thing with the show; they want you to get close, closer, close to the animals for one to maintain, you know, ethics, and you know, yeah. no one wants to be oh, out yeah. there lobbing rounds at a thousand rounds at a thousand yards. Yeah. You know, exactly right. Yeah. So, and then also, it does look a lot better on footage when you're closer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, well, that's why I kind of limited myself to like, you know, I was like, just told myself nothing over 600 yards, 600 yards or max. I mean, if if worst case scenario and you have to take the shot at 600, I mean, I want you to be ready, but I don't, you know, I don't want to take that shot if I don't have to. Right. And that's the same thing with um, my, the way I do bow hunting. I set up my... Um, my bow setup and stuff is, Oh yeah. You know, I want to shoot them, you know, sub 30 yards, but I practice out to, you know, 70, 80 yards yep. because, you know, you get an arrow in an animal and they're standing there at 60, 63 yards broadside, yep. just looking around. I want to be able to have confidence to take that second shot if I have to. Absolutely. It's the same exact thing with gun hunting. It's like, I want to be, yep. I want to be very, very confident at a very far distance. So then when yep. I do my stalk on the animal and I get a shot on him, say something happens, he, he flinches or I pull a shot, say at 200 yards, which is a pretty good, it pretty, it's not, I want to say it's a super easy shot, but it's pretty, it's a very, very, very doable shot. Oh, at 200 yeah, yards. Absolutely. I mean, 400 yards is kind of one of those things where it's like, that was my limit for the first shot. Like I want to be yep. within 400 for sure. I want to be within three, so I don't get a de- get any deductions. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, so I but I want to be effective out to, you know, five six hundred yards as well in case I needed a follow up shot. 
Absolutely. Because for me and you, I'm, I'm sure with you too, it's like, man, I'm a big believer in if that animal's still standing, then you should still be shooting if you can. Absolutely. It, yeah, you know, it's an ethical thing to do, you know what I mean? Not yeah. only just to make sure you recover the animal or anything else, but, I mean, it, like I said, it's just the ethical thing to do. And as a hunter, you should have that responsibility on yourself to be that confident to, if you do have to do a follow-up shot, that you can make that. Yep, yep, absolutely. And I'm sure in the mountains of Utah and stuff, too, it's like you're not going to, if you do hit an animal and you still see it and it's at standing there broadside at 650, it's like, yeah, yep, I'm going to fucking send it. Because yeah, exactly, he's right. still standing, so. Yep. Absolutely. Yep, yep. But, no, that was one of those things. Like, um, everyone has their own, their own, I guess, spectrum of ethics. But that's yep. kind of where I stand. And yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And if you're an ethical hunter, whether you're a bow hunter or a gun hunter, those, that standard doesn't change. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's like, also when I was out there. Um, in New Mexico, the, my, the opposing team, I was talking to, a, I guess is the spotter, um, on the opposing team, team Utah. Yeah. And I was talking to him like, so what's, like, what's your confident yardage? He says, he told me a thousand yards. I'm like, that's like, you're a hundred percent confident. He's like, absolutely. I'm like, you're a hundred percent confident at a thousand yards. He's like, Fuck yeah. Yep. I, they didn't say fuck yeah. They're, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were Mormon. They didn't say fuck yeah. But, yeah, you know, he's yeah. very, very confident. He's like, I'm I'm 100%, 100% a thousand yards. I'm like, dude, I don't even know many snipers in the military that are like 100% right. confident in any situation at a thousand yards. Jeez. You know? So it's like, I was talking, like, I don't know, man. I kind of want to call bullshit. But, yeah. Um, he, they, but I just met you, and you know I don't want to call you out. Yeah, right yet. <laughs> yeah. I just kind of gave him a sign, like I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but I well, think, shit. I mean, I watched the episodes, and you see the guns that they brought and everything. I was like, damn. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, they they came prepared. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. They weren't fucking around. They brought like I think they brought like f- fucking four different Gunworks guns. Jeez. Are you familiar with Gunworks? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Those fuckers aren't cheap. No. no, that's why I was when we were watching the show. I was like, "Holy shit!" They, yeah, they definitely prepared for the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and they had, um, I think they had loophole Mark Fives on all on all of them. Yep, if I'm not mistaken, those are the loophole Mark Fives. I think they're, gosh, they're thousand plus dollars. Yeah, just in the oh yeah, just in the optic. It's like fuck, dude. No kidding, right? Yeah, but. I will say, I'm not, I'm not talking shit. They were great guys, but they did miss their first shot. Yeah. I didn't. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they were great yeah. dudes. I don't know about you with, on when you were in Utah, were all the teams fucking pretty squared away and pretty decent or were they? Yeah, dude, they were freaking awesome. You had, we had two teams there from Utah and one other team there from Texas. Cause we had King of the camp. So we had four teams in camp. So it was, you know, one versus four or one team versus three teams, you know. Uh, but Team Texas, you know, those guys are great. Andrew and Mark, they were awesome. We we got to know them guys pretty well because we kind of teamed up together and it was like us against Utah, you know. Oh, right. Yep, the, yep. Yeah, the, the two teams that's never been mule deer hunting versus the two teams that have been mule deer hunting before. So, you know, we we kind of bonded together with that and, 
but the the two Utah other two Utah teams, Team Thick and Thin and uh, uh, Team Abbott, you know, they were all great. Uh, I, you know, I'll never forget them. I mean, I, I still talk to them over social media and all that kind of good stuff. So, I mean, they were they were great. Really had no uh, no qualms with anybody that we were in camp with. That's awesome. That was one thing yeah. that I really liked about the Hunt Wars deal is like, yeah, it's a, it's a competition, and yes, we're competing yep. against each other, but it's not like your it's not like your MTV reality show. Yeah, you know we're not sitting there fucking yelling and screaming at each other and coming with some bullshit and everything else. It's, like, it's weird how even when you're competing with someone with a team that you've never met, there's still that hunters. Uh, camaraderie there oh absolutely yep so it's like yeah it's even though you're competing you're not exactly telling them you know you're not going back to camp saying like oh yeah this is where i sat and this is how many deer i saw <laughs> yeah. and i saw a fucking 200 inch yeah. buck over there doing this thing obviously you're not going to do that but you're also yep. not going to do that with really anyone else that you talk to that you you know no like that's a known thing is like you don't give away your honey holes in hunting yeah right exactly so it's not new that's not new knowledge for hunters yep. to keep that shit secret, but you still find a way to connect and talk and talk tactics and help each other out even without it, doing oh, that. Man, I, I can agree. Yeah, I can agree more. I, that, that's exactly what it was in camp when we got back to camp on night time and everything else. It was a competition. We did compete with each other and, and <laughs> we pushed each other a little bit hard. Uh, Texas <laughs> team, Texas wanted to be the first ones out every day and, yeah, we, we we made that a funny thing to do and, you know, got up early and beat them out to the punch and they didn't <laughs> like that too much. But it was all fun and games, you know what I mean? It was just like one of those things, we're going to beat you to the spot. And uh, it was it was pretty funny. That's funny. You wait, did you wake up earlier than them and, like, kick them out of the sack and be like, get up, you yeah. fucking pussies, let's go. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, Team Texas, where you at, buddy? Yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny that you guys, that you, like, Team Indiana – and Team Texas teamed up against the two Utah teams. Yeah. That is fucking yep. hilarious. Because obviously oh, the team I went against was from Utah as well. Their name was called Team Utah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I, know, I know when we were in camp, um, is one of those things like, man, Justin and I would be sitting there and they'd be talking because all the, all the Hunt Wars guys are from Utah too. Yep. So they're sitting there talking like Utah stuff. Like they have a common – they never <laughs> – they never met each other. They didn't know each other before the show, obviously, but yeah, they, but they had common ground. Yeah. They had common ground. They were from the same state and they had the yep. same similarities. I'm pretty sure they're all Mormon and that's a pretty, yep. you know, they're all close. I'm not yep. saying, I'm not saying they're like Mennonites or Amish, but they're pretty close. So oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they have more stuff to talk about than, than you guys, obviously being from Iowa. Yeah. Right. So I remember I sitting there, they're sitting there talking and they're talking about, like, oh, how do you feel about, like, hunting on Sundays? And there, and I think it was Troy. He was like, oh, I don't know. You know, I, I'm not against it, but I, I just don't do it. You know, and some of the other guys are like, yeah, I don't either, you know, Sundays and stuff like that. I'm like, you guys don't hunt on Sundays? <laughs> they're like, <laughs> like, no, we'd like to keep that, you know, like, not. We just like to be home during that time. I'm like, yeah. huh, okay. Well, that's weird because we all hunt on Sundays, yeah, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. Like, well, yeah, we, we hunt on the weekend. That's when we hunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you only get, a lot of us only get two days to hunt every weekend. Yeah, exactly, so like, right? I'm not going to cut that in half even more. Yeah, no kidding. But then I had to ask Britt when we were out there riding around. I was yeah. like, dude, are you, are you guys Mormons? And he's like, uh, 
well, like Latter Day Saints. You know, Mormon's kind of like the layman's term. You know, kind of thing. Like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. So that makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Man, those guys are they—they they were fucking grade A human beings. Yeah, they super, were awesome. Super nice dudes. Yep. Did you did you guys have uh, Brit as your cameraman? Yep. Yeah, we had uh, we had Will. Oh, Will, nice. Br- yeah, Will Brumman. Yeah, yep. he was freaking awesome, man. He he was uh, he was a great guy to run around with. Yeah, and, well, uh, team Team Texas had Britt. Oh, did they? Yeah, that's yeah. fun. Yeah, Will and <laughs> Will and Britt are they're great dudes. Oh, absolutely. Will's a tall absolutely. fucker. How'd you hide his ass? I know, right? <laughs> Dude, the lucky thing is he's lengthy, so you know, kind of hang him right there, right there behind the trees. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Like, put yeah. your arms out, Will, and just kind of stand there. You look like a tree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're 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 fucking great dudes. It was funny, yeah. like when we were uh, um, hunting, we were out there hunting, and we were trying to get back on these the pronghorn. You can see it in the video in on the Hunt Wars YouTube channel. But um, we were out there. We we're trying to relocate the pronghorn that we have were going after, and uh, we were, ended up. Get, kind of give it up in our area and we're like let's just go west where the pronghorn are running let's just go that way and see if we can pick them back up so we started driving and the group of pronghorn that we were hunting fucking ran across the road like right in front of us and i'm like oh shit so we slammed on the brakes and they're standing <laughs> out there and i don't even know if the ranger was done moving and i'm like Brit, let's go we just jump out and fucking lay yeah. down in the grass and I tell Justin, I'm like, Justin, keep going. And Justin takes off, and he keeps driving. They're watching him, you know, because the motorized vehicle. He's like, okay, yep. they're, all the pronghorn are watching him. So they had no idea that we were even laying bailed down. Out. Yeah, bailed out. And then they took off. They're running around like shit. So, But that was one That's of those things. That awesome. He didn't get that on camera because it happened so fast. So yeah. it's just like, we're just like, oh, do, 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 just fucking around, doing our thing. And all of a sudden, it's like, do, 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 like, we're in the hunt. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah it was it was fun but yeah, yeah we got so to... wait to wait till the season comes out on, on ours man I, there you know you talked about there was no drama in camp there there wasn't there you know we didn't do any of that crap or anything like that but you talked about drama during the hunt and everything else man we went through some shit dude i've heard little snippets but <laughs> you know from talking with you and uh yeah. talking to the brit and stuff but you know, whereas I don't want to give too much away because you guys' episodes aren't aren't out yet. Yep. But yep. uh, man, you guys did go through some shit. Yeah. That was a fucking Britt was wild. even like, Britt said, "Man, I want to go with Team Indiana. You guys seem like you get in the shit." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> uh... Dude, Britt is he's a little he's like a side like what am I trying to say here? He's a he's like a closet shit talker. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. <laughs> like he's such a nice dude, but he'll throw yeah. he'll throw some shit out there. I was like, "Damn, nice." <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Because the, the whole time in camp, like Justin, me and like Justin and I, we're pretty unfiltered. Like you know, he's been a he was a cop. He's been a cop for like seventeen years, something like that. Yeah, and I was in the military, and man, we are fairly unfiltered. <laughs> and we're hanging out with a bunch of Mormons, and I felt really bad whenever we'd like throw out like a dick joke or something like that. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, you, guys are, that. you guys are like that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they'd laugh. They'd give us a courtesy laugh. But <laughs> just, 
You're like, oh yeah, that was funny and awkward. Yep. <laughs> and and none of them like swear. Yeah. Do they ever swear yep. around you? No, I mean, I can't remember if Will did or not. I don't know. There was one time that we were out there and we got him some shit, and yeah, you know, he may have let something slip there, but. I know I did a couple of times, and you know, I was like, "Sorry, I was just kind of the heat of the moment kind of thing." Yep, yep. <laughs> and that was one of those things too, because I know they wanted to keep the show kind of, you yeah. know, family friendly, and I was trying to respect that. Absolutely, absolutely. You know? So I don't think, I think I just, you know, I just ended up saying "frickin'" a lot because they're yep. they're all saying "frickin'," so I'm like, okay, so that's that's allowed. <laughs> yeah. I'll just yeah. try to pick that up instead of saying, you know, "fuck." But <laughs> yeah, there you go. But yeah, no, they're oh, that, that was a fucking that was a blast. So what? Oh uh, man, what was your training leading up? Because I you lost like a shit ton of pounds. You lost a shit ton of weight, dude. I did. I you know I found out that I was going to be on Hunt Wars, and I had started a program before that. You know, just trying to get in some shape, and you know, I was trying tired of feeling tired all the time. So I you know I started working out just a little bit, and I hadn't lost much weight, maybe five six pounds by the time the show you know, the drawing show aired. Once the drawing show aired, I was like, all right, I'm going to kick it in fucking high gear and let's, let's get some shit done. You know, so I started doing some research about where the area was going to be. I mean, just Utah hunting in general, just, you know, high in the mountains and everything else. What do you, what do you need to do to prepare? And, you know, everybody was like, well, you got to make sure that your lungs are good. Cause you, you know, you're going to be breathing up there in the mountains and it's going to be less oxygen and everything else. So I was like, okay, well, I don't know how to train for that, so I did a little research on that. Found out that you could buy this mask that was an altitude trainer. Oh yeah, you've probably seen. Yeah, you probably seen some of the athletes. You know, wear it. It just restricts your breathing a little bit, and makes it makes your lungs stronger. Yep, yep. So, I bought one of those. I was like, all right, I'm gonna try that. And you know, I, I started doing my little workout, and I started out with P90X uh, because I really didn't know what else to do. I mean, you know, there wasn't anything that was out there that was tailored to like mountain hunting at the time so you know i was like well p90x is pretty good i've done it before so might as well just you know dive deep into that and just fucking do it and the first day that i put that mask on i was like holy shit i'm gonna die i was like this is this is fucking nuts man i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna freaking just die i was like i couldn't breathe and you know my wife was like well don't push yourself too hard too early and i was like i know but i don't i have a limited time you know it's kind of like you was like our our hunt was in the first week of october so you know, I had from June to October to, to get prepared for it. So, I mean, every day after work, I came home and I just two hours of workout and making sure that I was in cardio, good cardio shape, making sure that I was working on my core and everything else and ended up losing like 92 pounds before I went out there. Jeez. So what the <laughs> fuck? So right? w- would you have called yourself a fat body before? Uh, yeah. I mean, I was a bigger guy, okay. you know, my wife always said, you know, you know, you, you carry your weight well, but you know, I, I always looked at myself as like, yeah, you know, I'm probably overweight and probably could stand and lose a few pounds. And <laughs> I knew if I was going to go hike those mountains in fucking Utah that I didn't want to die out there. And, you know, I, I kept telling myself if I'm going to lose this, it's not going to be because I'm out of shape. Yeah. That's exactly. going to be the one thing that I can control that I can do that I can make sure that I'm prepared for. And by God, my ass is going to be in some shape by the time I get out there and I, I'm going to be able to compete. Yeah, absolutely. Cause when we met two years ago, this is before hunt wars, before you lost all that weight. I mean, yep. thinking back on it, it's like, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't have said you were like an obese person by any means. Yeah. You know, maybe a little huskier, yep. 
but definitely yeah. not like fucking, I don't know, 92 pounds seems, it's a lot of fucking weight, dude. <laughs> a lot of fucking weight, <laughs> it's man. a lot of weight. Yeah, I think I tipped out of the scales. Uh, I was pulling it up not too long ago because my wife was wondering. I was like, I can't actually remember exactly how how much I was. And I was a 334 what? when I first started. Yep, I was a 334, man. No shit. Yep, man. 6'1", 334. Yeah, you you did carry that weight well because I would not have pegged you at three thirty four back then. Yep, yep. Holy fuck, dude! That's crazy. Yeah, sure I guess you were. Was. I guess you were fucking fat. I was, man. <laughs> I was a fat bastard. <laughs> have, have, have you been keeping it off? I have actually. Nice. Uh, I went out to to Colorado this year for my first elk hunt because you know hunt wars wouldn't pay for it. So I guess I had to. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're right. So. So I was going through the whole routine again, and I ended up losing 15 more pounds to go out there. So, nice. Um, yeah, I'm down to like floating around that 220 mark, 219. Last time I checked, dude, you've yeah. got to feel just a million times better. Oh yeah, I mean hunting and and just grabbing a bow, and I mean just everything, man. Everything's just a lot easier in life. You yeah. know, I, I told my wife, I was like, man, I don't want to go back to that that unhealthy eating and all that kind of shit. It's, it just slows you down for everything. So it really does. And it's one of those things too, like when you're putting the weight on, you don't really notice it. <laughs> Absolutely. So Absolutely. It's, it's one of those things that like gradually happens. So because yep. when I was in the army, I was in pretty good shape. And then when I got out, like most veterans, I, you know, let myself go a little bit. I don't know. Well, yeah. To, I mean, didn't have to wake up, do PT in the morning anymore. Exactly, right? You didn't have anybody pushing you. You didn't have to do it because nobody was telling you you had to do it. Yeah, I didn't have to take an APFT, like an Army physical fitness <laughs> yeah. test. So yeah. I'm like, well, fuck, I'm just going to enjoy my life. And then I started packing on a few pounds. I think I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, I got to two, about, right about 260, 250 range. Not as looking in the mirror one time, like, dude, I'm disgusting. I'm a fucking, right? I'm a fucking loser. I need to start <laughs> doing something about this. And then, yeah. you know, I had a job change not too long, like, uh, about almost, uh, last January. So I've been hitting the gym in the mornings and stuff. So that's really nice. But dude, it makes, yeah. you feel so much better once you get back into shape. Yep. It makes, yeah. Like you said, hunting is just so much easier. Everything is so much easier. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. It just makes life so much better. You know, you get those guys to talk to, you know, I bought the Cameron Haynes book and was reading it through and, you know, just him talking about, you know, the way that exercise makes you feel and just everything else. You don't do it because you have to do it. You do it because of the way you want to feel and everything else. And that's, that's kind of the way I started looking at it. It's like, you know, I want to feel good and I want to push myself to that next, next level. And whether it be for hunting or just life in general, you know what I mean? I just want to feel better. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, do you have kids? I do. I have a daughter. She is a uh, yep. She's she's actually grown. She's twenty two. Twenty two. Okay. Yep. Yep. So we're okay. So she does she have? Are you a grand? Are you a grandpa? I am a grandpa. You're a grandpa. I just, uh, just had my uh, first grandson there last February. No shit. Yeah, dude. Congratulations. Yep. Thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. that. Well, that's one of those things too. You want to be around for you know Absolutely. your grandson to grow up and be able to toss the ball and roughhouse him and do all that grandpa shit. Yep, exactly right. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. one of those. Didn't mean to go on a fucking fitness tangent, but man, <laughs> it's one of those things. It's one of those one of those little hidden things that you know you get an opportunity like hunt wars yep. and you 
have a reason. It just pushes you. Yeah. yeah, it just pushes you to that level that, you know, you want to be at. And you had it in you all along, and I had it in me all along. It just you needed that extra little bump just to say, okay, let's get off your fucking ass and let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing about, you know, having a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that you don't want to fuck up is you're like, well, the one like you said, the one thing I can I can control is my fitness yep. and yep. my shooting. Exactly. Like those are the two things that are 100% in everyone's control to be better at whatever they yep. want to be better at. Exactly. I always control what you can because you can't control what the animal does. You can't control what exactly right that, that mule deer does on the side of the mountain in Utah. You yep. can't. You can't make him come to you. So exactly. You, you have to be physically fit enough to go to him and yep. be able to push and do those things Absolutely. that you have to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, weather. You know, the animal, all that kind of good stuff, you know, that's that's something that you just got to deal with with whatever comes along. So mm -hmm. the one thing that you can control, you better make sure that you have those in check. Yep. And I know for a fact, I don't know about you, but I know I'm not rich enough to have, you know, be able to go to all these big extravagant private land, you know, hunts Shit, and stuff like that. No. So nope. <laughs> pretty much stuck yep, to I'm grinding it out. Exactly. I'm working class just like uh, I listen to, you know what I mean? Yep, that's right. So yeah, I'm just, just, what do you do? What's your job? I'm actually a, a plant manager at a glass recycling facility here in Indianapolis. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I worked my way up to, to be in that position, you know, work my ass off and finally, finally get a, you know, get some fruits of the labor there for a little while. So nice. Taking advantage of that. Yeah. What the hell does a, what do you, what does a day look like in a glass recycling factory deal? <laughs> well, we take glass all the way from everywhere, man, and we recycle it. And what my plant does is we actually uh, break it down and we send it out to decorative markets and make countertops, flooring. Uh, we actually send it back to the bottling companies to make new bottles out of. So just to, okay. we also, yeah, we also do abrasives. So, some of that glass gets ground down into a really fine powder and they use it for, you know, sandblasting ships and cars and all kinds of shit. Oh, cool. Yep. That's neat. So do you guys do all the grinding and stuff and you, do you take in the bottles yep. and do all that stuff and then sell like the finished product off or? Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. That's exactly what we do. Do you guys like, so when you get glass, like recycling to make it into new bottles, do you get, you guys melt them down in like sheets or do you actually make the bottles and then ship them the bottles and all that other stuff? Well, we don't melt them down. We actually take them through and we sort out the trash or anything like that. It's got labels or bottle caps or anything like that that's on it. And we crush it down into a certain size and we send it out to a facility that makes the bottles. So we're just kind of like the pre-processing, pre-recycling for them. So they get this this nice ground up glass that goes into a furnace, gets melted, remelted down, and then they make new bottles and stuff out of. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. So yep. I have a buddy that he's in Ohio. His name is Hunter Hardesty, and he used to work at a at a paper mill. Okay. And I always like to ask him that question too. I'm like, what the fuck do you do there? He's like, we take like <laughs> old paper and we do some shit to it and make basically new paper. I'm like that's fucking, yeah, that's bizarre, but really Getting cool, right? Yeah. Really cool. Kind of the same thing. So any kind of airport, hospital, elementary school that you see their flooring in probably got glass in it and probably came from my plant here in Indianapolis. So are you guys, is that like a, a national plant? Like you guys, is, are you guys like the main, like how big are we, you guys? 
Yeah, we the the plant that we are here in Indianapolis, we only have about 35, 36 employees. Uh, but we are the, the specialty group in our company. So our company is called Strategic Materials Incorporated, and we're the uh, North America's largest glass recycler. So we have like 53 plants throughout Canada, U.S., and Mexico. Oh, okay. Man, that's fucking crazy. That's, yeah, that's I know, one, right? That's one of those things you don't think about, you know? <laughs> like when, Exactly. When they ask you to recycle and you always put – you, if you're a good person, you put your glass in a recycling bin and you ship it out and you're like, okay, well, that's yep. that. I did my yep. good deed and recycled. But exactly, right? You never know what happens. You never know, really yep. know what actually happens to it. <laughs> yep. Or you can be it's a bad true. person. Like me, a lot of times I'll take my glass bottles and I'll throw them in the cornfield and shoot them like skeet. <laughs> but <laughs> that's, uh, shit, yeah. that's not proper. But <laughs> Right. No, Recycle it. That way you can keep me in business. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> that's cool, man. Um yep. so when you got back from so uh when you got back from Hunt Wars, it, you said it was in October, so that kind of cut into some of your whitetail time. Did you end up getting out there and getting after it during whitetail season when you got back? I did. Yeah, but I mean it was soon as soon as I got back, it was, you know, get back to focus on whitetails and you know, obviously it was in better shape and everything else, so it was a lot easier to to get the tree stands and get up in there and, and do my hang and bang stuff. And I mean, it was right to work as soon as I got back. Oh yeah. I bet you were fucking like walking around on a magic carpet feeling. <laughs> oh yeah. I was, I was still Jack from, from being out in Utah and, you know, having everybody ask me about, about the trip and everything else. And it sucks that you can't tell anybody really too much about it, but you yeah. know, well, but it was still cool. Yeah. That's Brit's fault. Let's keep yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Britain. Who, who's the other cameraman? I, I I remember his Instagram was uh, like Rise and Shed. Yep. What's yep. his What's his actual name? Because he was there with Man, you, right? You, yeah, you would ask me that, and he's the one that got us all sick. Oh, really? Yeah, we had a sickness come through camp, and it was him, and he wasn't feeling good, and you know, I, you know, I don't want to say the whole the whole you know mysterious COVID thing, but you know. That, that's exactly what it was. Oh fuck! <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> hey, like I got back home and tested positive for COVID and everything else, but Shit. you know, hey, it is it is what it is. Well, I didn't die. Yeah. So, have you had COVID before that? Uh, you know, I did. I think when it first, I think I had it before it became popular. You know what You're I mean? Right, right. I I was I was real sick, and and my wife was like, I'm gonna take you to the hospital. And I was like, well. Let me go through one more day, and if you know, if I still feel like this, you can take me to the hospital. And that's probably the sickest I've ever been. But you know, it's just one of those things that just kind of ran its course and was over with and moved on. So was that the winter before COVID, like pandemic yep. hit? Yep, dude. I know a lot of people that said the same thing. Now I'm no pretty shit. sure. Yeah, I I remember me. Uh, I got super fucking sick like the winter before COVID hit, and I'm like, man, this feels weird. Like, yep. This isn't like the normal flu. This is a weird, like it yep. felt, it felt really different and it lasted for a while. Like I didn't get like super sick, like hospitalized sick, but I, I had symptoms, like pretty good symptoms for shit. I don't know, three, four days. And then it just yep. kind of lingered. Like it lingered. Like I had a cough for like, I don't know, a month. Yo, yeah. Was, yep. I was the same way. Yeah. Is crazy. Yep. And then, um, yeah, unfortunately, the the first part of mine was it. It really took me down. 
like probably the sickest I've ever been in my life. I was, you know, I just didn't even have any like strength to get out of bed and, and just do anything. And my mm-hmm. wife knows that's not me. I'm always on the go. I'm always doing something. So she's like, ah, oh, I know you're sick. And I'm like, I'm going to have to take you to the hospital. And I was like, just give me one more day. If I still feel like this, then you can take me to the hospital. And mm-hmm. Luckily I snapped out of it after that. That's good. And that was, that, that was when you were fat. Yeah, exactly. Right. So the second time coming around, you were skinny and, Yep. Second time, and I guess. So you're probably, did you the, deal with a lot better? The second time I actually had it when I was in camp because that's where, you know, kind of where it generated from. Right. And I don't know, it was about day three, I think three, maybe four that I was in camp. I was like, man, I'm not, you know, I'm not feeling too good. I'm, I'm feeling the sickness coming on. And I was like, well, you know, what do you do? Do you, you know, roll over and say, well, this is a hunt of a lifetime and I'll probably never get this opportunity. I'm just going to stay in bed this morning. Mm-hmm. No, nah, yeah, I don't think so. It's going to nope. take more than that to keep me down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So I, I, I was pretty sick when I was out there, but I definitely didn't let it get to me and I didn't, didn't subdue to it. And I was like, I'm going no matter what. So that's what you got to do though. You know, you got to exactly. push yourself in situations like that. Yep. Cause, uh, Okay, so going back to that, what was that guy's name? God dang it, dude! I can't Can think of his name for nothing. Fuck. I know, I, I know, he's rising <laughs> shit on Instagram. So, yep, shout out, yep. To that. shout out to him. Fuck, he seems like a good dude, though. Oh, Minus, dude, he's a great dude. Yeah. He he was freaking awesome. Minus getting everyone sick, but he sounds like a great dude. <laughs> yep, yeah, minus getting everybody sick and leaving camp early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, did he like? Did he fall out during the hunt, or did he keep filming? Was he still grinding, or what? How'd that work out? He was, him being yeah, sick? he was. He was still filming. He was, you know, grinding it out as much as he could. I think he had prior engagements, the another gig that he was going to, or something. But on top of being sick, I think he just he just had to bail. Mm. Yep, and okay. you know, Will Will, our camera guy, he got sick there too, about the same time I did. But it hit him and. He felt it a little bit more than me, and he actually stayed in camp for a couple of days. So, who would you do for a cameraman then? Uh, Mr. David Rooks kind of took over on our camera. No camera shit. Yeah, we had to film some of it ourselves. No shit. That's fucking. Yeah, that sucks for yeah. well being sick. That's kind of badass for you guys. That's pretty yeah. neat, right? Yep. So they just yep, gave you guys, kinda... they just gave you guys the camera and said, "Fucking have at it, buddy." Yep. Yep, here, here's the button to push and make sure it's in frame. No shit. <laughs> yeah. That's David awesome. had a little bit of experience, so he wasn't too bad getting behind the camera. But, yeah, you're definitely going to see some of that footage of just me and him uh, on the hunt when the no. show comes. Dude, good deal. That's awesome. That's really yeah. cool. I don't, if Britt fell out and we had to have Justin camp, like, record, I don't know if it would have turned out so well. <laughs> I fucking I love Justin to death. He's a great fucking guy. Yeah, I don't know if he is that technically savvy about um, cameras, though. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yep. <laughs> yep, I was lucky enough to have David, and he was, you know, ah, oh, man, I can fucking do it. Just give me that camera. He's like, I got something similar at home that I mess around with doing some self-film hunts, and he's like, ah, we'll make it work. Dude, that's awesome. Shout yeah, out like, fucking, shit, yeah, man. Shout out to Rooksy there. I know, Goddamn. right? Fucking great dude. I never met yeah. him. Sounds like a great guy. <laughs> he is. He's he's a great dude. Well, if he's friends great with you, dude. he's probably fucking good. Did he, wait, I lied. Did he come to the shoot? 
He didn't come to the shoot. He actually, uh, him and his wife got pregnant right after the show. Oh. So they just had their first baby, and he wasn't he wasn't able to make it out to the shoot. Okay, well, that sucks for him, but congratulations yeah. also, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. that's cool. So you're a grandpa, and he's a dad. That's nice. Yep. That's real nice. Yep. <laughs> yep. Shit. Yeah, man. Awesome. Well, um, hey, we're getting we're getting up there in time, dude. Um. Is there anything else we really needed to, wanted to cover here? It sucks that we can't go into too much detail on the Hunt Wars things. They haven't came out yet, and I don't know if this episode is going to drop before Hunt Wars gets their episodes out. So we just wanted to kind of stay away from you know who killed and how that all went. Yep. But I definitely yep. wanted to get the the build up, like the background of who you are and everything else, and then get the build up. So then we'll have to get back on once those episodes drop and do this again. Oh, shit, yeah, man, because I can't wait to tell the story and for everybody to see the story because, like I said, there's going to be some drama. There's going to be some some things happen. Like I said, camera guys falling out, people getting sick. So it's, it's definitely going to be worth watching. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I guess we'll just shout them out, I guess, for anyone wondering. So my Hunt Wars episodes are out. That's why I could talk about it. But they're out yep. on YouTube under just the Hunt Wars. Just go on YouTube, look up Hunt Wars with a Z. And it'll be like a red H and that's how you can see what I did in New Mexico and then stay tuned for what Joe did when he was in Utah for his, um, rifle mule deer, mule deer hunt. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, you want to go ahead and shout out like your Instagram and all that shit? Uh, yeah. I mean, you just find me on J merchant 82. I'm on Instagram. I'm, you know, Joe merchant and on Facebook, you know, I'm usually around in the, in the WCB groups and, Posting stuff every now and then, and so I mean, if you want to come find me there, check me out. Hell yeah! In our so you've been to the WCB shoot, the archery shoot, the 3D shoot that they put on every year. Are you going next year? Yep, I absolutely Fuck wouldn't yeah. miss it, man. Fuck yeah, dude! Yeah, but it's I'm it's a fucking too. blast. It's a good time. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, man. Such a great time. Yeah, it's it's a fucking blast. But, uh, yep. all right, buddy. Well, we'll go ahead and close it out here. Um, thanks a lot for coming on. I really appreciate it. Hey, no problem, bud. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, dude. Um, so like I said, we'll fucking, we'll re, we'll come back, do this again once those episodes drop, um, and all that good stuff. So, yeah, man. Can't wait. Yep. All right, guys. 